Open up with me this morning in the book of Matthew, chapter 6 this morning. Today we're going to talk more on the topic of prayer. Last Sunday we talked about prayer and I think it's always a good thing that we always encourage each other to keep praying. To keep praying. Amen? Amen. You know in the Old Testament they would come into the temple and they had some horns on the altar. And they would come in and they would actually, there would be some straps attached to those horns. And they would take those straps and they would wrap them around their wrist and grab a hold of the horns on the altar. And they would pray. And they would pray. And they would pray. Back in the old days, uh, Granny Maud used to say, we're going to pray till we pray through. Mm. Y'all ever heard of that terminology? Yes, amen. And sometimes they would have an all-night prayer meeting. I tell you, I've been to an all-night prayer meeting before. Mm -hmm. yes. And it wore me out. Yep. I wasn't used to it. I went to Indonesia, the largest uh, population of Muslims in, yeah. in, in the world is in Indonesia. And I was there, and the group that were there, they were really on fire for God. And every Friday night, they went up to a, to a mountain, and they had a church up there, and they would pray all night long. They started about 9 o'clock in the evening, and they would get done about 9 o'clock the next morning. And uh, I'm telling you, if you ain't used to it, it it's... Uh, it wore you out. The next day, I was wore out. But you know what? I was tuned up spiritually. Mm -hmm. My spirit, man, was soaring, even though my flesh was wore out. Yep. The inside, man, began to get stronger and stronger and stronger as we prayed that night. The presence of the Lord saturated that whole place that night. And it was really a glorious thing to be a part of. And, uh, to see their commitment and their faithfulness to do it every Friday. In America, we might do that once a year. Yeah. Every Friday, they're going to pray all night long. And they look forward to it. I'm like, wow, these people uh, living in a Muslim country, they're on fire. That's right. These Christians, this church, these folks are living the life that Jesus wants us to live. They had a spark and a fire that wouldn't go out. So uh, it was a part. They taught me something that night. To learn how to pray through. Uh, turn with me in your Bibles to Mark, Matthew chapter 6. And verse 5. We're going to read the words of Jesus here. And it's a little bit of a review. Before we get further into it. Matthew chapter 6 verse 5, Jesus said, and he was talking to his disciples, and he's talking to us today. Everybody say he's talking to me today. These words ain't, ain't wasn't just for the twelve, or the seventy, or the multitudes. These words are alive and powerful today, and they're for us. We are his current New Testament believers and disciples. And he's talking directly to us. And when you read the Bible, that's what you need to be paying attention to. He's talking to you. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Anybody ever witness such? You don't have to tell me, but... Have you ever seen such? No. That you know them, they were doing it for a show. No. Doing it for a show. Jesus said prayer shouldn't be about us drawing attention to ourselves. We ain't trying to outpray somebody and show the world, I know how to pray. That can be haughtiness. Yes. That can be pride. Yes. What does Jesus love? He loves those that have a, a, a humble, contrite heart. He said, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray. 
but their motive is all wrong. They love to stand on the street corner. They love to get dressed up, look like they're super spiritual. And they like to stand out there in the public. And they go on and on and on and on and on repeating themselves so that people will think they're spiritual. Jesus said, on the outside they may look spiritual, but on the inside they feel a dead man's bones. That's right. Amen? Amen. So praying is, is, is something that Jesus said we do in the secret place. But that, let me also add, there ain't nothing wrong with praying in public either. Just that your motive needs to be right. Amen. If they call for us to, to go to the courthouse up there and pray over the nation, hallelujah, and all the churches come together, it's okay for us to pray. Okay. But our prayers need to be, our motive of praying need to be right. It ain't that I'm going to see if I can out out pray the Baptist. I'm going to see if I can out pray the Methodist. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can out pray this denomination. It ain't about that. No. So Jesus said, don't be like the hypocrite. What's a hypocrite? It's an actor. It's someone that poses to be someone they're not. They may look the part, yeah. but they're not the real it. Amen? That's right. They're counterfeit. They're, they're, uh, Jesus said they can be uh, wolves in sheep clothing. Then he said, I surely I say to you, they have their reward. Verse 6, but you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door. Mm -hmm. How many of y'all make a habit to do this? Or do y'all think Jesus is just joking? Y'all think he ain't really serious about this? Yes. He's serious about shutting the door. Yes. Why? Because there's a lot of distractions that have come your way whenever you start to bend your knees yep. and get into the throne room of God yes. and get to know him. I'm telling you, the devil will send everybody to that door. Yep. Exactly. He'll send your neighbor wanting a cup of sugar. That's right. He'll send somebody <laughs> that you... you, you Yep. <laughs> All kind of catastrophes, catastrophes start to happen yep. whenever you shut your door yep. and you go in there to get to, to business with God yep. and praying, things start acting up. Yep. Why didn't things start acting up? Because the devil wants you off your knees. That's right. He wants you from behind that closed door mm -hmm. called the secret place. The devil knows if you'll stay on your knees and you'll keep praying, hallelujah, you'll get to know him. That's right. And the power of his resurrection. That's right. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, prayer is more than us just needing things. That's right. Amen. Amen. Some of us, let me, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm like a, a, a train going down the track right now. Please forgive me. Let me read a few more scriptures. Then we'll, cut, we'll, we'll preach. When you pray, go into your room. I believe you're serious. When you have shut your door. Who's going to shut it? You are. are. Pray to your father. Who is where? In the secret place. And your father who sees in secret. Will reward you openly. And when you pray. Not if you pray. But when you pray. Do not use vain repetitions. As the heathens do. For well, they think that they will be heard for their many words. No. Verse 8. Therefore, do not be like them. For your Father knows the things that you need before you ask Him. Yes. The Father knows what you need before you have ever started asking Him. Prayer is more than just being needy. That's right. But a lot of us have our prayer life all mixed up and wrong. Because if we were to record our monthly prayers, how much time would we spend on asking for things than just fellowshipping with Him? Prayer is all about, number one, is fellowship, communion, intimacy, 
developing and keeping the relationship ongoing through this thing we call prayer. Every relationship in our lives is built on communication. That's right. And how good we communicate. Yeah. Any of y'all that's ever been through a failed relationship can understand what I'm about to say is if you'll look back on that relationship, it was once good. Yes. It was once maybe the love of your life. Yep. And when y'all first met, y'all could talk about anything yes. and everything. Mm -hmm. You could get on the phone and talk all night long to that beautiful little thing. <laughs> Stay up, talk. Even when you wasn't talking, you had the phone to your ear. <laughs> Just wanted to be in their presence. Just wanted to fellowship. Just wanted to keep communicating. It was just a, a fire burning in you. You couldn't get off, get off work soon enough to get home and to dial up her number to talk to her because you loved her, you communicated with her, you loved to hear her voice, and that relationship goes stronger and stronger and stronger to one day you said, I want to marry you, baby. <laughs> and she said, yes. Based on who you are at that point in time, and y'all communicating, man, y'all just look like y'all going to be married forever and ever and ever. And what happened? Something happened along the way. What happened? You start talking to one another. Maybe he was watching TV. Maybe she was reading a book. Maybe they just, just, when the communication stops, mm -hmm. the relationship is going to suffer. Yes. And the longer it goes, yes. and the longer you continue to miscommunicate or not communicate, that relationship is dying. Yes. So what does prayer do for us in the spiritual realm? Yes. It keeps our relationship on fire for the Lord Jesus Hallelujah. Christ. It keeps the motor turning on the inside. Yeah. It keeps the battery charged in the spiritual realm yeah. for us. It helps us to know Him. And that's the key to all of Christianity. Christianity is not a religion. That's Christianity right. is a relationship with the Father through the Son. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. And if we continue to pray, we get to know Him. And also... He gets to know us, but he already really knows us. Yes. But we can tell how much we love God by how much time we spend in our prayer life. Now, is prayer be, to be limited to an hour? No. I think prayer is more in line with a 24-hour-a-day deal. That's right. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. That's right. The relationship don't need to cease. That's right. It needs to be ongoing. You can pray in the secret place. Uh -huh. You can pray in the public. That's right. You can pray on the job. That's right. You can pray raking leaves. You can pray mowing grass. You can pray washing dishes. That's you right. can pray when things are good. Yes. You can pray when things are That's bad. Right. You can pray in the courthouse. Yes. You can pray in the prison house. Right. You can pray yes. anywhere That's you right. want to. If you'll just keep on praying, yes. God will hear and God will answer. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can pray in the Jeremiah 33.3. Jesus, the, the word said, Call to me, uh -huh. and I will answer uh -huh. and show you mm -hmm. great and mighty things that you know not of. That's uh -huh. right. Here's the thing. When we call upon the Lord, yes. he hears our cry. Yes, uh -huh. The Bible said he hears the cries of the righteous That's right. and delivers them from all afflictions yes. and destruction. Yes. That's right. The Lord don't have a problem hearing. That's right. He don't need no hearing aid. That's right. Come on. Come, Come on, on y'all. Amen. The Lord can hear. That's Hallelujah. Right. Oh, his ear is not too heavy and his arm is not too short. That's right. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm 
tell you, he can hear, but he can hear the loudest scream, and he can hear the faintest cry. Yes. Amen. Yes, amen. Yes, he can. You don't have to yell and scream at God. That's right. You get down and you just get the get your heart right That's and right. begin to pray. God said, if you'll call me, I will do what? Now, I'll answer. Uh-huh. When you call God on his hotline, hallelujah, his phone ain't never busy. That's right. God's phone ain't busy. And he ain't too busy to pick up the phone. That's right. As your pastor, I might get busy. That's right. I might not pick up the phone. Yes. I might be up a tree, hugging a deer when you calling me. That's right. Uh-huh. And I had, I had that happen a lot. As soon as I climb that tree, see, my phone goes. Ring. I'm like, oh man, I gotta turn that beeper off. I gotta turn that ringer off. Them deer ain't gonna like that. I come up here, it's like in a secret place. Yes. Uh-huh. You gotta get quiet for them deer to come out. You gotta get still for them deer to come out. And if you get quiet and you'll get still and keep looking, sooner or later, wanna pop out. Yeah. Amen? Amen? But as soon as you get up that tree, the ring, the ring, the ring. I said, who is that? I'm like, oh, I got to call you back later. I said, I'm up, I'm up a tree right now. They might be a 10-point buck sticking his head out right in. That's what he does say. So I get back with you. But God don't. He ain't never too busy to hear your cry Amen, and to brother. pick up the phone. And here's number three. He said, if you'll call, I'll answer and I'll show you things. Yes. I'll show you some things. Here's the thing about the show part. When you start praying, a lot of times we're praying because we need some direction. Yes. We need some guidance. Mm-hmm. We don't know what to do in this situation. Yes. So, them kind of things drive us to our knees. They drive us to church. They drive us into the secret place to hear from God. I got to call upon him, and God said, if you'll call, I'll answer, and I'll begin to show you some things. That's right. God can show you some things if you'll start praying. That's right. If you ain't praying, he can't show you nothing. That's right. Y'all hear me? Amen. I said, he'll show you things. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll instruct you in the way that you should go if you'll get that communication going again. I'm here to tell y'all this morning, y'all, we need to turn up the thing called prayer. That's right. We need to start praying more often. It ain't that God ain't ain't doing nothing in the earth. He just waiting on us to pray about it. That's right. Amen. You know, prayer gives God an open invitation to get involved in your business. Amen. Did y'all hear that? Amen. God does not insist on getting in your business. He ain't like some people that are getting your business and staying in your business. It's called being nosy. That's right. But God ain't like that. He ain't nosy. He said, when we pray, it gives him an invitation to come and get involved in your life. Amen. 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 So a lot of times we do get needy because we need him all the time. But always remember, the first thing you need to do about praying is it's it's all about fellowship. Don't bypass that. Because there's a lot of needy Christians out there always praying, my name is Jimmy, give me, give me, give me. (laughs) Give me, give me, give me. God, I need a job, Lord. I need some gas in the car. Lord, I need, I need a promotion on the job. Yeah. Lord, I need you to do something with these unruly children. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. Lord, I need my hair falling out, Lord. Lord, I need, I, I need some nerve pills. Lord, I need some feet. Lord, I need some joy. Lord, I need... And the Lord said, What am I? Am I just your go-to guy whenever you need something? And he said, What about just loving me? Yeah, come on. I think it says somewhere in Revelation chapter 3 to the church of Laodicea, you have left your first love. That's right. All you want is stuff, but you don't ever want to just sit down and love on me. That's right. You just don't want to sit down and communicate to me. The Lord said, I'm interested in you, but I want to know that you love me for just who I am, not just what I can do for you. That's right. right. Come on. Amen. I told y'all last week, in, I think it's Psalms chapter 27. I got it wrote down. Uh, the Lord told David in uh, Psalm 27, 8, verse 8. 
Psalm 27, verse 8. The Lord told David, David, seek my face. David, King David, seek my face. And David answered and said, Lord, your face I'll seek. You know why the Lord had to get him refocused? Because David had got needy. He had forgot about the face of God and all he wanted was the hand of God to do things for him. Mm. But when David was a shepherd boy way out there in the middle of the pasture tending them sheep, hallelujah, he was always about seeking the face of the Lord. But guess what? He had fallen some. Gotten away some. And God had to remind him David, remember where you used to be? Remember what you used to do? You used to seek my faith and not my hand. I encourage you to seek my faith. And David said, you are right, Lord. Yes. Mm -hmm. You are exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. I've been doing things wrong. Amen. I've been looking in all the wrong places. I've been coming at you from the wrong direction. That's right. And I need to look at your face once again. Yes. Because, listen, the face is where the mouth is. The face is where the eyes are. The face is where the ears are. That's where you communicate with people. And God has ears, eyes, hallelujah, and a mouth. He can speak, he can hear, and he can see, even though he's a spirit. He's all that. Amen. And he wants to hear from you. Amen. Prayer is about seeking the face, not the needy, 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 needy. That's right. It's okay to ask for things. But remember, that is second Amen. to the relationship. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. The relationship is what it's all about. Hallelujah. Yes. That's right. Do you know the Lord said in Matthew chapter 7 that many is going to say unto him, yeah. we cast out devils in your name. We prayed for the sick in your name. We went to church in your name. Yeah. We did all these things in your name. And the Lord said, depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. Who yeah. are you? Yeah. You know what? They were all about works, but they wasn't about fellowship. That's right. And even as ministers, we got to be careful That's right. not to get too busy Amen. doing assignments and forget about our relationship. That's right. Come on. That's where the enemy would like to push us into uh -huh. is forget about the relationship. And he wants you to do the same thing. Well, I'm going to go do this ministry. I'm going to go do this ministry. I'm going to go up. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to teach Sunday school. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all these things. And the Lord's going to be pleased with me. The Lord is pleased with you. But the number one thing is he's looking for is your relationship Amen. with him. Amen. And prayer is what keeps that going. That's right. Amen. Whenever you quit praying, it's like you hung up the phone on somebody. Yep. Amen? Yes. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. That's right. Y'all get anything out of this? Oh, yeah. This Amen. morning? Come on. Amen. The Lord, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, He knows what you need before you Amen. even ask Him. That's right. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in Luke chapter 11, verse 9, Jesus said, Ask, and it shall be given. Mm -hmm. Seek, and you shall find. That's right. Knock, and the door will be open. That's right. That's talking about being persistent. Mm -hmm. Yes. One thing you have to learn to do in in your prayer life is stay consistent with it. Uh -huh. yes. That's right. Consistent and persistent. That's right. Okay. If you need God, Hallelujah! You keep asking. That's right. You keep seeking. He said, "If you seek, you're gonna find." Don't tell me you ain't finding nothing. Because if you're looking, he said, if you seek, you'll find. That's right, amen. Come on now. He said, if you ask, it'll be given. He said, if you want the door open, he said, you do some knocking. He do some knocking, and the Lord said, I'll open the door. Remember this. If you got to pry a door open and not pray it open, you might be in trouble. That's right. Uh-oh. You don't want to mess around and try to pry a door open. That's right. You want to learn how to pray a door open. That's right. Amen. 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 I remember I was thinking last night, and Lord, <laughs> giving me stuff. 
I'm thinking about Abraham. Mm-hmm. Abram and Sarai. The Lord told Abram, he said, I'm going to give you a son. Well, let you all know the story. Mm-hmm. Sarai can't have no children. She's barren. Uh-huh. She ain't never been able to have no children. And Abram, Abram is 75 years old. That's he right. passed the childbearing age himself. Uh-huh. And, and his, uh, his age, he's too old. And why yeah. can't have children? That's right. That's going to take a miracle. But God said, I'm going to give you a son. Yep, but something happened in between Isaac getting born. That messed everything up. Uh-huh. It messed the whole world up. You know, Abram was a praying man. That's right. Because when God came to Abram and he said to Abram, I'm going to this, I'm on, I'm gonna send fire and brimstone down on Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, I'm gonna destroy that city because of their homosexuality. He's and the Lord and Abram began to intercede. He began to pray. He began to stand in the gap. He began to make up a hedge. He began to say to the Lord, Lord, wait just a minute now. Mm-hmm. You know, we got more authority and, and more say-so yeah. with God than we than we recognize. That's, That's right. right. That's the truth. Hey, you know, Abraham ain't no, no better than you. That's right. That's right. Abraham, actually... You got the better covenant than Abram. That's right. Abram was under the old covenant. And and you under the new covenant. Based on better covenant, better promise. That's right. So, Abram began to intercede. He said, Lord, what if they 50 righteous in Sodom and Gomorrah? Will you destroy it if they 50 righteous? And the Lord said, no, I won't destroy it if they 50 righteous there. But they ain't 50 righteous. That's right. So, Abram didn't stop. He said, well, what if they 40? The Lord said, they ain't 40 down either. <laughs> Abram kept on interceding. He kept on standing in the gap. What if they 30? Yeah. No, they ain't 30. What if they 20? No, they ain't 20. Think about that. In the whole city, they ain't 20 righteous people in the whole city of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's right. And then Abram got down to 10. What if there's 10 people, Lord, when you spare Sodom and Gomorrah that fire brimstone is you can find ten. And the Lord scanned it and said, hey, ain't even ten. <laughs> and Abram stopped at ten. He might have went down to five. He might have went down to one. If he'd have went down to one, he'd have found one because Lot was still there. Do y'all hear me? Yes, amen. But Abram was a praying man. He would, he would, he would intercede for a wicked Generation, but he was staring in the gap. Y'all know what we called to do? Stand in the gap for the wicked. We ain't supposed to say to the wicked, just go on to hell. Uh No, we're supposed to get on our knees and we're supposed to pray for them to come into the kingdom of God. Pray for the sinner. Pray for the heathen as our inheritance. Come on, come on. Bring in the drunkard. Bring in the prostitute. Bring them, drug dealers. Bring them all in to the kingdom. Amen. Bring in the homosexuals. Right. Let them be saved and be be transformed exactly. by the power of God. Amen. But they ain't coming in if we didn't pray for them. That's right. That's right. We gotta pray for them. And once they come in, you can't prejudge them. No. Nope. Come on. You can't say you can't sit by me. No. Nope. You gotta love them where they are. You can't say you got too many tattoos on you. Yeah. Come That's on. Right. Come on. You gotta love them right where they at. That's right. And let Jesus clean them up. That's right. We ain't called to run them off if Jesus sends them. That's right. We're supposed to love them, preach the gospel to them, yes. and let the gospel work on them. That's right. Yes. And let me tell you another one, just in case you want to know, we ain't the Holy Ghost. That's right. That's right. Come on. We ain't the Holy Ghost. Come on. The Holy Ghost convicts the world of sin, not me. What am I and what are you? We just sow the seed, sow the word, preach the gospel, preach the gospel. Hallelujah. And let the Holy Ghost tell him you got to clean up. That's right. Hallelujah. I ain't never seen nobody want to clean up that you always had your finger pointed at them. They say, you better clean up. You're going to hell. He said, you ain't telling me nothing new. <laughs> I don't go right. to the jailhouse on Tuesday night and tell all of them they're going to hell. That's right. Yeah. They already know that. That's right. They already figured that out by now. There yeah. If they got any kind of conviction. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Lord have mercy. But Abram was a praying man. But when the Lord told him, You're going to have a, a son, a promised son, 
going to come through your loins. You and Sarah are going to have this child. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, time began to ease on by. Mm -hmm. And Abraham getting impatient. And Sarah is past impatient. Yeah. Do you know Sarah's name actually means impatient? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. Don't you know impatience can mess you up? Oh, yeah. Oh, if you don't believe me, ask Sarah. That's right. She'll tell you what it'll do for you. So Sarah told her husband, look, somehow or another, we ain't heard from God lately. Oh, no. And it seems that this promised son of yours ain't nowhere in sight. Maybe God told you this and forgot about it. I don't know. This is what's going through Sarah's mind, okay? That ain't what the Bible said. No. I'm just reading into it. Yeah. So Sarah's like, we're going to have to help God out a little bit. Yeah. Oh, Lord. We're going to help God out a little bit. She goes to her husband, Abram. Yeah. God gave you that, that, that promise now. Mm -hmm. But listen, here's how it's going to work. No. Uh, since there's been a delay, I want you to take Hagar, mm -hmm. the Egyptian yeah. slave. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I want you to go in and lie with her. And I want you and her to have a child. Oh, not a good idea. And Abram didn't even pray about it. Of course you didn't. Mm -hmm. He was a praying man now. He interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh -huh. But when Sarah said that, he didn't say, well, yeah. Sarah, first thing I got to do about this here suggestion <laughs> is I got to go to the secret place. I got to go find God. The father, I got to find out what he says about this before I move on it. But he didn't. Nope. He moved on it. Oh, he did. He was moved not by the spirit, but by the flesh. Yes, that's right. And he went in, and him and Hagar had a baby. Uh -huh. And that baby's name was Ishmael. Uh -huh. And he became a warrior. Yes. Uh -huh. And whenever he was born, next thing you know, here come Isaac. Uh -huh. So they got ahead of God. Yes. Uh -huh. When you don't pray, you take matters into your own hands. Come on, come on. And the next thing you know, you done created an Ishmael yes. and you done stirred up a mess that God, you're going to be praying about for God to fix yep. your mess. Yep, those come are facts. Yes, it is. Yep. We done done that before. Amen. We done got ahead of God before. Yes. And then after we get ahead of God, we done, oh my goodness, I done messed up. What am I going to do about this? I done messed the whole family up. Everybody yep. going to know, my goodness. Yep. Then we, oh God, please forgive me. Yeah. I got ahead of you, Lord. Yeah. I got ahead of you. Yeah. So true. Lord said, I know you did. You know, the Lord, his arm ain't too short. He can reach down and pop you upside the head and say, no, that's wrong. But he don't. No, you have a will. Free will. Free will. He lets you make bad choices if that's what you want to make. But by praying, hallelujah, he'll, he'll call upon me. I will answer and I'll show you things to come. That's right. God can show you the right way yes. if you will check with Him first. That's right. Come not on. second That's and right. not third and not fourth. Yes. Hallelujah. Right. Don't check with everybody, every doctor in the Dagum County, <laughs> and then last and least, you're going to come, oh, great physician. <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. After you just spent $25,000. <laughs> yeah. Lord well, said, if you check with me first, you'd have called upon me, I'd have answered, and I'd have showed you what to do. You know, a lot of our, our health problems can be fixed if God shows you what you're doing wrong. Uh -huh. that's, that, that's the truth. Do yeah. you know that? Yeah. Sometimes our knees are bad because we done done something bad. Yeah. Our back is bad because we done done something bad. Yeah. Our neck hurts because we done something bad. Our stomach is too big because we done done something too bad. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. And if your blood pressure's too high, you can't eat five pork chops every night. That's right. Come on. And a pound of bacon. That's right. The Lord said, okay, cut back. Stop yep. drinking the Cokes. Yep. Uh -huh. Stop drinking them sodas. Stop drinking them carbonated drinks. Get off of them monster drinks. Yeah. Don't uh -huh. bust your heart. Yeah. The Lord will tell you that. And then you keep on drinking them monster drinks. Keep on drinking. Next thing you know, you had a doctor. He said, what's wrong with you? 
Well, I drank five monster drinks a day because I needed to stay awake driving the truck. Well, do you know you have destroyed your heart and your liver? Yeah. Yep, that's and the Lord told you two years ago to get off of them? Yep, he will tell you, yes. Yeah, come on. He'll show you things if you'll pray and stay connected to him. Amen. But we go ahead and we go before God and then we get ourselves in a mess and then we wonder, where is God? God said, I was here all the time. I neither sleep nor slumber. Hallelujah. <laughs> you don't catch God dozing off. He don't sleep. He don't slumber. He's sitting there waiting on the phone to ring. Hello, who is it? It's Larry Hurd. <laughs> Larry, that's you. How you doing out there, man? I just, Lord, I just want you to know you were so good to me the other day in that courtroom. Yep. I mean, Lord, I was pacing. I didn't know what to do. But, Lord, you showed yourself strong, and I sure do appreciate it. I love you, Lord. You're the best thing going. You're the real thing. Coco, I ain't, but you are, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. That's right. But just talk to him. Yes. Love on him. Love on him. Amen. So Abraham messed up, and he created an Arab nation yes. that is fighting against Israel, the promised seed, Isaac, Today, yes. they've been fighting. They've had an ocean of blood ever since Ishmael had been created. Yep. And God said he would become a great nation and he would be a warrior. Yes. And I want you to know them Arab don't give up. That's right. That's They'll fight and fight and fight yep. and fight and fight. And when you think they're tired, they ain't tired. That's right. They're like, I'm just getting started. That's right. Yep. So that's what Abraham created by not praying. You, get, you can get your mess, yourself in a real mess by not praying. Mm -hmm. Go get you a vehicle without praying. Oh, Jesus. i tell you another one bigger than that. Go get you a wife. Without praying. Oh, yeah, come on. Or a husband <laughs> without praying. <laughs> you think that little doll is sweet? Uh-huh. You just don't know her yet. You ain't seen the devil. And she don't know you yet. That's right. And you didn't ever check with God. All you did was check with your deceitful heart. Oh. And your lying eyes. Yeah. Come on. That's right, brother. Mm -hmm. That's right, brother. That's why so many of them end up in the courthouse. Uh -huh. That's why I'm not married. Instead of the church house. Right. Amen. You know, folks today don't even really want to get married in the court in, in the church house no more. No, they don't. They done lost that saint to me. Lord have mercy. Am I preaching good today, y'all? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Praise the Lord Jesus and Adam. Yes. Praise the uh, Lord. Here's another goodie. In Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Have y'all ever read that slowly? Mark chapter 11, verse okay. 24. I love the whole thing, 22, 23, and 24. But since we talk about prayer, I thought I'd just jump, I'd bring out, pull out verse 24. Because I can tell what you believe by the way you act. Amen. Yep. And the Lord can too. That's true. The Bible says in Mark chapter 11, turn there, this will be one of them you want to highlight. Mm -hmm. Because this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he said, have the faith of God mm -hmm. in verse 22. In other words, have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. What kind of faith does God have? <coughs> God has the faith that whenever he speaks the things, it's creative. And he speaks to create. The Bible says that the world's were framed yes. by the Word of God. Yes. That there was nothing created that was created without the Word. That's right. Without the Word. Amen. God, when He wanted light, He said, let there be light. When He wanted trees, He spoke to trees. That's right. When He wanted, when Jesus wanted the wind and the waves to be still, He spoke to the wind and the waves. That's right. Peace. Yeah. Be still. Amen. When he cursed the fig tree, hallelujah, he spoke to it and it died from the roots. Yes. Jesus spoke to all kind of things. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. That's the faith of God. 
And Jesus said, have the faith of God or the God kind of faith. What does that mean? You've got to release the Word of God into your circumstances and God's Word will begin to move and create things for you if you'll speak in faith. Amen. Now, he said in verse 23, speak to the mountain. That's right. Y'all look at that good now. It don't say nothing about Jesus speaking to the mountain. <clears throat> he said, you speak yes. to the mountain and tell it to do what? To move. Be removed. Yes. And be careful to the sea. And it said, doubt not in your heart, but believe those things that you say. Uh -huh. Believe those things that you say. Do you know your words have a lot of power? That's right. And then in verse 24, he said, After you have spoken to the mountain and doubted not, Doubt verse not. 24, he says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, yes. whatever you ask for when you pray, Here's the key to prayer. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Amen. When you pray, believe. Believe what? That you've already received it. That's right. You don't wait for it to show up That's right. before you believe it. That's right. You don't wait for it to show up and to manifest before you start praising Him. Whenever you pray, you've got to believe. And I can tell you what you believe by the way you act after you get done praying. Amen. After you get done praying, I can tell you what you believe. Because if all of us be for real, we've been to prayer meeting before. Mm -hmm. People have come down here to the altar on Sundays. They'll come on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. They'll come on prayer night. And they'll get down there and they'll have some needs. The health might be bad. The back might be bad. The knees might be bad. The children might be going straight. All kind of things going wrong, okay? And they come down here and pray, God, please do this. I believe you, Lord, to heal my back. I believe you, Lord, to heal my knee. I believe you, Lord, to straighten my children out. I believe it. Okay, hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, that felt good. Then we get, we, we, we close prayer meeting, we get to the back door, we out there fellowshipping around the back door, and sister so-and-so said, man, my back is killing me. Mm. Oh, no. Them kids, I can't do nothing with them. They're the most unruly, rebellious children I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if they're going to make heaven or not. They might go to hell. Mm. Can't say that. You would jump down here praying and believing they were going to get saved. You would jump down here praying and believing the Lord would go hear you. And you get to the back door and get 10 feet from the door and you already talking all this smack that contradicts what you've been praying. That's about. right. Come on. It nullifies your prayers by the way you speak. Yeah, come on. Your mouth, if you believe that you receive it, praise God, I have it. It's mine. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't have to feel it. I don't have to see it. I have to believe it. Amen. Yes, believe it. When I pray. Amen. Amen. So many people praying in unbelief. Hmm. They pray in unbelief. They down here praying one minute and three minutes later they, they nullifying everything they just prayed for. I've seen it happen. I'm telling you, you can't straighten folks out with their mouth. I don't care. You could have to put a, a 10 pounds of duct tape on them and say, close it up. After you pray, it's better to say nothing than to go out there and tell everybody how about your pain, how about your situation, and tell everybody, oh, God ain't heard my prayer. Mm -hmm. I can't say that. You might as well stay at home and watch YouTube. Yeah. John Wayne. Or Fred Sanford or anything because, I mean, you dullified your prayers. Some people don't think that's true. Mm. That's real. Yeah. Says it in James 6, 7 and 8. Amen. Mm. 
Man, I tell you, folks just, I can tell you what you believe by the way you act. That's and right. Jesus can too. Right. But he said when you pray, if you're going to spend time praying, at least spend time believing. And at least spend time receiving. If you'll do them two things in your prayer life, you'll be surprised what will start coming your way instead of going in the other direction. If you want to believe otherwise, do whatever you want to do. I'm just telling you, prayer life ain't going to jump off the board. That's right. And you know what happens whenever you don't hear you, when God don't answer your prayers? After a while, you stop praying. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you now, I know that my relationship with the Lord is real looking back on my prayer life. When I received him as my Lord and Savior, I received him through by prayer. Yep. I called upon him. And he answered. And he washed me in his blood. That my relationship started with prayer. That's right. And it grew stronger by prayer. But I'm telling you, when I prayed to God and I knew nobody else could do what God could only do. That's right. When God did it, it strengthened my faith. Yes. It was strengthened yes. my walk with Him. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God, Jesus Christ is real. That's right. Because Amen. He heard my prayer. Yes, Amen. He, he talks to me. He walks with me. Yes, he he's with me. Yes. When I go to my secret place, praise God, He's there waiting Amen. on me. That's right. Amen. I'll tell you this in closing. Years ago, I went through a, 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 a situation in my family, and uh, it drove me to really seeking the Lord. Mm -hmm. This was critical to me. Mm -hmm. So I made a commitment. I said, I had to be at work back then at 6.30 <coughs> in the morning. I was a USDA inspector. And I said to myself, I'm going to get up. Because I read that scripture where the Lord said to his disciples, could you not tarry one hour? He asked them before he was crucified. He went off and prayed. And he came back and he was asleep. And he said, y'all couldn't even tarry one hour? Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, you know, I don't know when I've prayed an hour. Mm -hmm. I've prayed sporadically. Mm -hmm. I've prayed short. But just sitting there for an hour and praying, I don't know if I've ever done it. I said, i got to learn how to pray an hour. I was young, a young believer. I wasn't a pastor. I was just a believer. I hadn't been saved uh, probably eight, nine months. Mm -hmm. So this is what I did. I said, Lord, I'm thinking to learn how to pray an hour. And I prayed the Lord's Prayer. And it lasted a whole hour. Larry Lee did a teaching on it. Mm -hmm. How to pray the Lord's Prayer. And it's just a model prayer. And it taught me some beautiful things. How to pray for an hour. So I would go, I'd get up at five o'clock in the morning. Me and Sophie lived in a 66 foot uh, Westfield trailer, motor, mobile home, and our bedroom was on one end, and on the other end it was empty. I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and it was cold. How many of y'all know the bed feels good yes. when it's cold? You don't yeah. want to get out, drag yourself yeah. out of it. You're like, man, I could sleep a whole nother hour. Yeah. I told the Lord, I said, I'm going to meet with you. Mm -hmm. This is critical. i got to have you. I need you to guide me, direct me, and speak to me. So I went to that bedroom. Every morning, 5 a.m., I went in there, and I learned how to pray an hour. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I pray that, may thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is, pray that. Lord, forgive me as I forgive those. I went through praying for ministry, praying for all kinds of things for an hour. As that thing kept on growing, Vince, this is how it worked on me, y'all. It'll work on you, too. When I got in there and got used to that prayer, it got easy to get out of the bed. Yes. And easy to go back there to that bedroom. I actually looked forward to it. And when I opened the door, the presence of the Lord was already there waiting on me. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And man, I stuck with it. And I prayed and I prayed. And I come home from work. And when I come in, to, in, to, in from work, after working eight, nine, ten hours, I come in the door and I look at Sophie and I say, darling, is it okay that I go back there to that bedroom and talk to Jesus some more? Because mm -hmm. that bond 
got so strong. The presence became so real. All I wanted was to go back there mm-hmm. and sit in that leg, and on, t- on that bed with my legs crossed and talk to the Lord. Oh, it became so real that it changed me mm-hmm. from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And Lord, when I went to the court, it was about a court case. When I went to the court, I was praying in tongues, mm-hmm. sitting in the courtroom. And somebody said, Stacy, you're going to have to quieten down. You're praying in tongues. They can hear you in here. I'm like, I didn't know they would, could hear me. I wasn't praying so they could hear me. I was just getting caught up in the prayer, praying. Uh-huh. I got to have God to move right here. Yeah. And when they called my name and I went before that judge, that judge gave me everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't even ask for it. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's everything right. that I could, could ask for. To go my way, he gave it to me and more. Yeah. And I walked out of there that day victorious. That's right. Amen. But it came through that hour meeting every morning with Jesus in that room. Well, I tell you, whenever you get, when things get hard enough, mm-hmm. That's right. you'll find a room. Yes, That's you will. Right. And you'll shut that door behind you. Yeah. Yes. And you'll be, I'll pray an hour. Mm-hmm. And man, I tell you, I didn't fall asleep during that hour. I wasn't looking for words in that hour. Mm-hmm. I made a time to talk, and I had time to listen. Mm-hmm. And man, the Lord became so real to me, and it all happened through my prayer life. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm sitting where I'm sitting today. Mm-hmm. It's because of that room years ago mm-hmm. set me up for victory. Stand with me this morning. Mm-hmm. Amen. If you're watching... Uh, by media today, it was our honor to come into your living room, your home, wherever nation you are watching this. I want you to know we love you. We uh, want the best for you. We pray that you will turn to Jesus Christ. Whatever is going on in your life, whether it be drugs, whether it be alcohol, whether it be women, whether it's pornography, whatever your problem is, call on the Lord. He will answer you and show you what you need to do. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, call upon Him today. Don't go another day. If you will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, He'll save you. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He'll give you a life worth living. I promise you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Turn to Jesus. Turn from your sins. Hallelujah. And Jesus will give you a life worth living. God bless you. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah.